feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Roybeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, will this review go splat? Or will it be legendary? Today, we are reviewing Don Hall and Kui Gwynn's Strange World from Walt Disney Animation Studios, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, Jabuki Young-White, Gabrielle Union, Lucy Liu, and many more. Uh, Eric, how Splat. are you today? <laughs> Splat, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm good, Matt. How are you? I'm all right, man. You know, still catching up on um, you know sleep and just kind of I'm getting over a cold, not COVID, I don't think. But um, you know, we just got back from LA. You were a quick in and out, 24 hours, where we went to the premiere of Glass Onion at the Academy Museum. Uh, I was there for a week with my wife Nevis, where we went to uh, you know Universal Studios. Disneyland. I went to the Disney lot twice. Uh, one of those trips was to see Strange World in their screening room. Um, also watch the Strange World press conference. But you can hear about all of that stuff over on the Untitled Movie Podcast this week, uh, where we cover everything we did in LA, as well as all those things that I mentioned. But today, it is all about Strange World and what we thought about it. Um, Eric, if people aren't necessarily familiar with Strange World because I feel it's one of those Disney animated movies that have has kind of gone under the radar and I feel like people aren't even realizing it's coming out uh, on November 23rd like right before Thanksgiving um, so uh, if people aren't familiar with what this is what is Strange World yeah so Strange World is basically an adventure story in the vein of Jules Verne and a lot of those kind of like pulpy B movies from the 1950s and 60s think fantastic voyage and and even a little bit of the indiana jones sort of adventure serial you have uh, a father-son adventurer duo of explorers uh jaeger and uh, searcher cade voiced by dennis quaid and jake gyllenhaal a day after tomorrow uh reunion what everyone was craving <laughs> You know what? That movie did really well back in 2004. I, did. I, I remember that film, like a lot of people always commented on, like, you know, the detail to the CGI on, the, you know, the frosting of the windows oh, absolutely. As, as the temperature It was a drops. big deal. I remember that movie coming yeah. out. <laughs> and one searching for the other. So it's kind of funny that it's a fa father-son kind of dynamic there. Uh, and again, you have a kind of riff on the Donner story at the beginning. You have this group of explorers trying to set out past these mountains um, and, and find, you know, somewhere else that's maybe a little bit more habitable um, compared to just this small city environment called Avalonia um, with uh, Dennis Quaid's character, Jaeger. He wants to continue uh, his journey where... Uh, searcher discovers this Brussels sprout, this radioactive <laughs> crop of Brussels sprouts called Pando uh, that, you know, for the next 25 years will be able to sufficiently power uh, the city. So he decides to take that back uh, to the city and develop it instead. And so they go their separate ways. And 25 years later, you see that searcher uh, has become a farmer. He also now has a family, including Meridian, uh, who's a pilot voiced by Gabrielle Union. Uh, a who's son. his wife, yeah. 
Yeah, a son voiced uh, by Jabuki Young White and a three-legged dog named Legend. Uh, Jabuki Young White's probably best known as being a stand-up comedian and uh, is frequently on The Daily Show as a correspondent. He plays an openly gay teen and he is kind of looking to his grandfather um, who isn't in the picture but still very much looming large as a shadow uh, to kind of follow in his grandfather's footsteps and Searcher kind of feels like he wants his son to kind of follow more so in the route of agriculture and become more like him. And so he's afraid that he'll become too much like uh, his grandfather. And so with that, you have that family conflict and sort of the main thrust of, of the conflict that comes with sort of moving the story itself along is when Pando stops working, it's starting to die out and the produce becomes plagued by an unknown source. So you have uh, the mayor voiced by Lucy Liu uh, assemble this group of uh, explorers to go into the center of the earth and find out what is wrong with Pando. Uh, a very uh, generic adventure sci-fi serial movie that probably would have done really, really well if it was released on Disney+. Plus. Uh, day of this is kind of a movie that just feels like it's a very passable sunday afternoon screening and less so an event film to see in the theaters yeah i i absolutely agree i mean i think the thing i can say about this movie is it's good it's enjoyable <laughs> and i think my kind of level of criticism sort of uh, and praise kind of ends there where it is that perfectly palatable kind of paint-by-numbers, conventional Disney adventure story that I feel like, you know, is sort of getting into that t territory of Disney in the early 2000s with, you mentioned Meet the Robinsons off-air. Well, because Don uh, Hall's a, a actually writer, a writer on, that, on right? that. I thought of Treasure Planet, like those kind of things, those Disney animated movies that were part of the, you know, Disney Animation Studios, one of their big releases, but kind of you know, as the years pass, kind of go, oh, like they got solid reviews. They're enjoyable, but forgettable. Who and talks I about like, Chicken Little nowadays? Yeah. And I, so I feel like it kind of falls into that category of Disney movie. And, and you made a great point of that. It probably would have been, you know, great on Disney Plus, a movie that, you, you know, gets a premiere. You know, you throw it down with your kids. You don't have to spend $800 to take them to the movies. You all sit them in front of the TV. You watch Strange World. They think Splat is cute. They think Legend is cute. There's a, you know, a good message when it comes to its environmentalism kind of angle and like uh, teaching kids about, you know, natural resources and, and using those resources. And, you know, and it, it reminded me of a very expensive episode of the Magic School Bus, basically. And that's kind of what I took from it and you know it, it it was i laughed here and there it's animated really nice i like its production design with that i'm a sucker for you know that retro futuristic kind of look on all their like ships and things like that i thought all the voice acting was solid i thought dennis quaid is doing his best kurt russell <laughs> to me well the um, character looks then, like yeah kurt that's why i'm like even seeing the character and hearing dennis quaid i'm like did they want kurt russell and kurt russell is like i'm I'm good or I'm too busy. Yeah. And then they got Dennis Quaid who is doing Kurt Russell. He still sounds like Dennis Quaid. Yeah. He just um, sounds more kind of gravelly and, 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 and sort of um, yeah. rustic in that way. But, but also I think there is a joke in there and casting him not only with the day after tomorrow, oh, but totally. even with Joe Dante's inner space. That's yeah. kind of like there to, to kind of 
pick apart. But yeah, he's he, he's fine. The voice cast in general, I think, are all good. And 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 again, like there's a lot of diversity, and also you know breaking down sort of gender stereotypes and and sexuality. But it just feels like it's also not fully developed or explored further than it yeah. could be even Being just like, like almost like window dressing almost like it's yeah. it's seems like representation it's it's great i think it's important and you know the movie stars a biracial family it uh, their son is a is a 16 year old you know uh, gay man and like it's just like stuff in disney movies you wouldn't you don't see so it, it is quite like oh my god they they went there and it's such a great thing but it does just you know on one side you go oh i like that this is just very normalized like everyone in the movie just treats ethan like you know he's just a a teenage teenager they don't make it a big deal right well yeah he's he's just he is just a teenager that's what i mean yeah that's what i mean but like you'd think that you know on one hand you want them to make it more of a focus but then you're kind of glad that you know they don't really address any of this and it's very normalized but then on top of that it goes to what you're saying where it just feels like it's kind of i don't know what i'm trying to say here but i'm saying it is a is a great thing especially in disney animation that you know um has been you know very white and and their leads and stuff like that and um and especially you know, never movies right especially you don't which are think about yeah. that but it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's well, princess it's and the pr- frog was such a big deal when that happened too right and then yeah. it still hasn't been really you know it's obviously been more diverse over the years but like only a few years years ago we were making a big deal about like a character in the background like holding hands with someone of the same sex or something right or even like, light year and, earlier this yeah year, you know yeah exactly so to have like one of your main characters um be a 16 year old gay kid and it's treated very normally like from everyone like you almost think when you know it's revealed to jaeger his grandfather that the grandfather is going to be that you know old school kind of guy and there's going to be some sort of confrontation or he's not going to understand it or, or something like that but he just you know it's very normalized in this world and i and i think that that's a great thing and i think the best thing going for the movie so it's representation it's it, it's diversity is is all fantastic but then when you go a little bit deeper it is this very kind of conventional adventure story so it kind of like almost loses that because it's so forgettable and that sounds harsh because the movie isn't bad at all it's animated nicely all those things that we said it's like perfectly enjoyable it's just going to be something i think over the years that just gets lost because you know i think people will look back and look at that at the diversity and and this being a big moment in disney animation to be like oh it this is normal we can put this in in animated movies i know there's still going to be a lot of jerks that are going to get mad at this um for the dumbest reasons but um i think that's the thing we'll look back on but no one will remember this movie otherwise and i think that's kind of unfortunate but like again it's hard to even almost talk about because like there's not a lot there like it's a pretty you know straightforward adventure movie with you know a generational trauma and relationships and all this kind of stuff about your father leaving and being so focused and not wanting to be your dad and wanting to do your own thing and then how that translates to your son as well and like there's some interesting stuff but it all just kind of plays out so flat or kind of like normal that you just kind of go oh okay i watched strange world and and, and it's kind of straightforward in in that regard where it's like it plays out in a way that it's like 
you know, you mentioned the word conventional where, you know, the idea of these characters interacting in an environment that they've never been in before and, and kind of, you know, having to embrace past conflicts and, and, and trauma in a manner that feels genuine to them, but also, you know, connects to the themes and the idea of the story that there's no villain or sort of, um, you know, adversary. It's more so just finding balance uh, within uh, the external world and the internal world. And so with that, you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, like there, there's some good stuff there, I think as well with identity and identity yeah. being specifically being defined by your profession or who everybody thinks you are. And I think that that is an interesting aspect as well. That isn't fully explored in a way that could have been, and this is not as character centric as it is plot driven. And Ultimately, the story is about this, you know, city on the verge of collapse because they need, you know, a resource and, you know, whether or not you use this resource or you become too dependent on it, um, you know, like that debate as well is there. It just kind of feels like it's it's all undercooked in a lot of ways. It's it's kind of all put in together and it's like a lot of tropes that you've seen and cliches you've seen in a lot of other Disney movies just kind of, you know, thrown together in kind of a weirdly um, sort of diet greatest hits package in a lot of ways. And and there's a lot of direct-to-video movies from the late 90s as well, or like even, like the, the film it reminded me the most of was Aladdin and the King of Thieves, which also has a very similar storyline where you have an estranged father coming back to kind of team up with his son in search of treasure and looking for it, and then also having the conflict of not having been there, you know, for a long portion of, you know, Aladdin's life and, and uh, you know, Jonathan Reese davies voicing uh, Aladdin's father. So like, there's, there's a lot of stuff there where I kind of felt like, oh, this is doing that as well. And then on top of that, you do have all the kind of pulpy kind of adventure serial kind of you know references and nods and and the jewel verne stuff and it's like it's it's all kind of surface level and it doesn't dig deeper than what is ironically yeah <laughs> what is what is what is on sort of you know the 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 exterior and 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 again there's nothing necessarily wrong with that it's just like for a film that is trying to you know add a little bit more flavor and 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 expand its horizons it really doesn't see past you know the 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 you know the 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 forest for the trees kind of thing and it's just it just kind of feels like that kind of movie where it's like you know a year from now you'll forget about it 10 years from now it'll be in that group of you know the treasure planets and the um you know the aladdin and the king of thieves where it's like it's like oh it's that other Disney did you movie. see that one and Which then one? you go treasure did... planet yeah no yeah. just like yeah see, but that's the thing it's like, did people. you see that one well, that's what I mean. I feel like that's the category for even young kids who will see this now because like a lot of those movies I go, man, did I watch Treasure Planet? Because it's those Disney movies you've only really watched once, right? And I feel like with Disney, it's such an you know iconic brand and Disney Animation Studios is such an iconic uh, studio and like you want those movies to kind of uh, stand the test of time, right? That you've seen multiple times or you show them to your kids or your nephew or your cousins or something like that as as you get older because you're like oh i loved this as a kid or something like that i don't know if this is going to be one of those <laughs> like i think kids will enjoy it again we talked about splat and legend we're kind of joking about that like you know everyone loves a dog um a cute dog in a movie Every, there's always some sort of sidekick creature in in these disney movies 
Um, sometimes they're both an animal or an alien or a creature or, or whatever. In this one, you have an animal and a creature, um, you know, splat, not the best thing. It's like, it's, it, I get that kids will kind of laugh of the physical comedy of this thing kind of rolling around and, and, and stuff like that. And then legend three-legged dog, everyone loves a three-legged dog. Like legend's great. But again, you made a joke about someone saying that they were going to be the next Timon and Pumbaa or something, or is that yeah. what they were using an advertising? Yeah, and, or something? and it's not going to, and it's like, not, that's not going to happen. Like it's, it's that's not. reaching being like, this yeah. movie's important guys. <laughs> and it's like, eh, I don't know. Like, again, I, I giggled, I laughed. It's colorful. It's, it's nicely animated. But at this time, at this point, like, I, I don't even think talking about the animation, like it's always going to look good. Like maybe you don't like the style of animation, which again, even the style of this animation, like it looks nice. It's well animated, but I don't know if it like even the animation style stands out, right? Like it's just even the character designs and things like that. Like it all just kind of weirdly feels flat. And I know we probably sound like we're more negative than maybe we are, but I just, it, it is one of those movies that, you know, I'm going to keep repeating myself, but like, it's just like, okay, you watch it and you're like, all right, I didn't hate that. And I, it's like, the I don't definition know. of yeah. middle of the earth. You know, it's yeah. like one of those movies where like it, it does exactly what it sets out to do, but it doesn't do much more than that. Even yeah. though it is presenting maybe a little bit more than, than what it actually explores as, as a whole. And, and I think one of the best kind of little bits in the film comes very early on and it's the uh jaeger Cade theme song and i actually really like that quite a bit where it's like jaeger Cade, Ye and then it does the whole yeah. introduction to the sun and that kind of felt like it was kind of going into that realm of you know frozen or big hero six where it was you know playing up sort of the the parody of a lot of these movies in a fun kind of way but it never really does that again in, in any manner that's kind of as creative or interesting or, or, or at least memorable to kind of like keep that as like a, uh, an earworm in, in your head. So yeah. Um, yeah. With that, it's, 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 it's fine. It's, it's one yeah. of those movies where it's like, you know, talking about it now, I'm surprised we've gotten to almost 20 minutes. We might've um, just been circling and saying it's yeah. fine <laughs> because there, because there are things that, where it's like, you could talk a little bit more about <clears throat> where the plot goes, but it would but go that's into spoiler territory. Yeah. And, and I kind of hinted at it with some references that we said, but like, yeah. And yeah. you'll know it when you see it and when, when, when it comes up and then a whole other group of films and, and, you know, sub genres will come flooding through your head. If you're, familiar with you know science fiction movies and certain themes and ideas and again like you'll you'll recognize casting and stuff like that it's like oh maybe that was intentional and not just like oh well this actor is available and things like that so um yeah it's 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 perfectly watchable but it's not memorable in any way really whatsoever yeah i'm gonna give it a three which is like you know, I, I, I would suggest it to almost any family, like if they were like, I don't know, like if someone goes, I have a couple kids and I'm going to go out to the movies, like I go maybe wait till Disney plus <laughs> and then like in 45 days or whenever, like around just after Christmas or probably just before Christmas, this will go on to Disney plus. Um, I'd say just watch it there. And then that's why I'm giving it that soft pass of like. I don't know if you need to take the whole family out to the theater and spend a big chunk of money to go see this, but um, 
if it's on Disney Plus, yeah, throw it on, like Eric said, a Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon. You'll watch it and you'll go, oh, okay, that was that was all right. <laughs> you'll move on. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm close, but I'm still kind of like, I'm never gonna watch this again. Sure. I'm never going like, I mean, you know, maybe when my nephew comes over, I'll throw it on for him at, at some to point. Distract to distract him. Yeah. Exactly. But but other than that, it's just like, you know, it's it's completely forgettable and it's and it's bottom of the barrel when it comes to you know what disney animation in general has provided both in in this um sort of studio but also in sort of just like with pixar with their animation brand in general and it's kind of like oh this could have been more than than what it is so it's not a jaeger bomb but it is definitely (laughs) uh 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 a, a sort of minor effort so i'm going to give it a two and a half out of five yeah i understand that because like i feel like they were on a pretty good run like um like you know with you you mentioned big hero six and and frozen even the two wreck it ralph movies tangled zootopia um i'm trying to think what else recently Encanto, and yeah um, which just won the oscars I, so like they've they've had a good as you mentioned, a good run, but also it kind of felt like they were really developing not only, you know, features, but Zootopia as a series. And, and like, it's just like, okay, now they, they release this movie that is an original film, you know, that's something as well, I guess that we didn't mention where, yeah, even though it's a pastiche of all these other movies and references from other parts of, of pop culture and media and, 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 and art throughout, you know, the decades, it is an original story, but it doesn't feel original. Like it does feel like it is based on something that you've it does seen feel derivative. Yeah. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, with Ryan, the last dragon, you know, you get sequels with Ralph breaks the internet and frozen Two, but Moana, Zootopia, big hero six, frozen wreck it, Ralph, uh, tangled princess and the frog. Like the last, you know, 12 years has been pretty great when it comes to, you know, Disney animated, uh, you know, films, I guess 20 some years really. Uh, no, yeah. Like 13, 14, 15 years. Um, I always forget princess and the frog came out after bolt. (laughs) Remember bolt. (laughs) See there, there you go. Strange world will be in that bolt category. I know. I like bolt. I I like bolt. I have no desire to ever watch bolt again. Meet the Robinsons in 2007, right? Chicken little in 2005 home on the range in 2014, brother bear treasure planet. See that stretch of movies is the exact stretch of movies we're talking about because you kind of ended with Atlantis in 2001. I think like I love emperor's new groove, which was 2000. Um, but even then, like, I know that movie is kind of a cult classic when it comes to the Disney animation, um, studio stuff, right? Yeah. Cause once you hit the two thousands, when you got dinosaur, you got dinosaur emperor's new oh, groove, God. Atlantis, Lilo and stitch is iconic, but treasure planet, brother bear home on the range, chicken, little meet the Robinsons bolt. Um, and then you hit princess and the frog. And then they went on a run with all those movies that I'm talking about. So we're kind of due for that era of disney where you kind of get a couple in there of that like caliber and they're like again at worst some of these movies are like a 2.5 or a 3 which aren't isn't horrible it's just going to be those movies where in 10 years from now we're going to go back and go oh yeah that strange world (laughs) like did you see that and you're like i think i did i think i did um 
so I don't know. It's uh, Disney Animation Studios. Like it, they have these kind of chunks. So what we're going to get from Wish, which I think is the next one, right? Um, which I'm not even sure what Wish is, <laughs> to no. be honest. But I um, wish it the best. Oh, yeah. Elemental. Well, Elemental's Pixar. Then we have Wish. Um, and then you have some more Pixar stuff. So yeah, Wish is the next Disney animated um, studios movies and it says it's based on the 100th anniversary of disney so i have no idea what that means <laughs> so i wonder if it's going to be almost um, like a kingdom heart kind of like who i would love a kingdom Hearts movie. Of, of all the characters from the walt disney animation side of things so maybe bolt will return you know <laughs> bolt will return at the end of this movie all right uh thanks everyone for listening or watching we really do appreciate it uh go check out the newest episode of the untitled movie podcast uh where eric and i uh uh, talk about our trip to Los Angeles. Uh, I talk about the press conference um, for Strange World, where many of the things we talked about, the cast talked about of why it was important uh, to them. So uh, I'll discuss that there, um, as well as some other reviews uh, for movies like Eric. What the hell else are we reviewing today? Bones and All. Oh is, yeah, is a film we are reviewing, which is a complete opposite Just, yeah. from Strange World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, so go check that out uh, as well. Um, one stop shop for everything is over on Letterboxd, which is untitled underscore movies. Um, we're still on Twitter. Uh, we're on Hive. If that takes off, who the hell knows? Uh, untitled movies over there as well. Um, you can follow me on everything at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on all the social medias at EM6211. <laughs> Boris, would you be quiet? Legend isn't here. <laughs> Bye, everyone.